then hit, then keep moving forward. In the hood, till the wolves come. Bitches let a drink in the club, till the wolves come. Surrounded by the sheep in the streets, till the wolves come. Everyone strip on the floor, we the wolves done. Who can fuck with De Niro? I got a Snyder extender clip, so who wanna play hero? Go bad shit like Ozzy, I was born in the darkness. Oh, you the wolf till we pull up and you're harmless. So pray to Oliver Don, out of the top shot of the top spot. Final boss you cross, that's when your ride stop. Bossy out with that white chalk. Trigger finger streets, might leave your brains on the sidewalk. Niggas that can tough in the hood, till the wolves come. Bitches let a drink in the club, till the wolves come. Surrounded by the sheep in the streets, till the wolves come. Everyone strip on the floor, till the wolves come. Heard them got them niggas, they be moving in the pack. Think the shit is sweet, they be plotting in the back. Summertime, better be careful where you at. No matter Addy, nigga, we gon' get you where you lack. Dipping, creeping through the night is precise. Catching nigga slipping for his ice worth your life. Answers yes, well, did nigga pay your price? Right or wrong, when you see the moon, it's on sight. Welcome to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I'm your host, Mike De Niro, and this is episode 284. But it is a very special day because we're celebrating 316. Austin 316, one of the greatest of all times. Definitely, in my opinion, the GOAT in professional wrestling. We're going to be celebrating Stone Cold Steve Austin here today on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. But first, throw your ones up in the air for the Bloodline and smash that subscribe button right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Also, make sure you hit that subscribe button on the Circle of Debate and follow the Bloodline and Circle of Debate on all social media platforms. I'm talking, um, I'm talking Instagram, Twitter, Rumble. TikTok, and also make sure you follow the Wrestling DeLorean podcast on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Follow on TikTok at Circle of Debate and Wrestling DeLorean Pod, and also follow on Twitter at W underscore DeLorean Pod. The chat is blowing up right now. First of all, shout out to the tribal chief himself, my bloodline brother, Devin from Clark Street, is in the house, was popping. Shout out to Melissa. Thank you for being here. Throw that one up for Melissa. We got Justin in the house. Thank you so much for being here, homie. We got the broadcast in the house, was popping, yo. All the way from Australia right now. We're international. Shout out to the broadcast. Throw your ones up in the air. Ladies and gentlemen, before we get into the Super Stack show, talking about Stone Cold Steve Austin and pretty much running through his career and my favorite moments in Stone Cold Steve Austin's history, I got to give a big shout out and sponsor to my, well, big shout out to my sponsors at, well, well, wrong side, boom, there we go, manscaped.com, 20% off site-wide when you put in the promo code DeLorean, go to manscaped.com for all your male grooming needs and make sure when you do, Get your 20% off when you put in that promo code. There is no cap to how much you could, you know, get from Manscaped. There is no cap when it comes to the promo code. There is no cap when it comes to this pitch. Because Manscaped.com is where it's at for your male grooming things. I'm talking the weed whacker, the lawnmower. There you see the most comfortable boxers in boxers history. You are going to love those boxers. You're going to love the ball deodorant. You're going to love the crop preserver, the, the, the crop reviver. Ladies and gentlemen, manscaped.com, 20% off site-wide. Let's talk about Stone Cold Steve Austin. Now, I'm not going to talk about Stunning Steve, but shout out to Stunning Steve. Shout out to the Hollywood Blondes. Shout out to 
you know, his time in the Dangerous Alliance, which is very underrated. Some of the best matches that you'll see in WCW history. Stone, well, before it was Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Ricky Steamboat. Steve Austin versus Sting. There was even a matchup that is a gem. But Stone Cold Steve Austin and Ravishing Rick Rude teaming up to uh, going against the Great Muda, who was just announced for the WWE Hall of Fame this year, teaming up with Sting. An absolute classic. Go check those out on Peacock or the WWE Network if you're international. Definitely check those matches out. But we're not here today to talk about Stunning Steve. We're not here to talk about the Hollywood Blondes or the Dangerous Alliance. We're here to celebrate March 16th, a.k.a. 316 Day, a.k.a. Austin 316 says, I just whipped your ass. So speaking of, let's talk right about that right now. King of the Ring 1996. Little backstory, you know, everybody knows what led up to King of the Ring 1996. Stone Cold Steve Austin was not even supposed to be in that King of the Ring. He wasn't even supposed to be the winner of the King of the Ring in 1996. The winner was planned to be Triple H. But after the curtain call in Madison Square Garden, where Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Kevin Nash, and Scott Hall broke character on this, the farewell for Scott Hall and Kevin Nash before they went to WCW... Triple H was the guy who got punished for it, and he was no longer slotted to be the King of the Ring 1996 winner. So with that being said, the backup plan was to give a push to Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold Steve Austin in the quarterfinal rounds beat Savio Vega on the Raw go-home show before the King of the Ring pay-per-view. And then on the King of the Ring pay-per-view, defeated Mark Miro and Jake the Snake Roberts in the finals to become your King of the Ring in 1996. Now, the significance of this was the promo he cut afterwards. Before we get to that promo, shout out to my homie Nick from the Universal Wrestling Podcast and from the Out of Here Podcast, who will be making their debut on this channel, the Bloodline Entertainment Network's exclusive baseball show, Phillies Baseball, Out of Here with Nick Dieterding. It will be at 7 o'clock Eastern. We're almost there. And I promise you, you're not going to want to miss this. Whether you're a baseball fan or not, tune in because Nick Dieterding is the motherfucking man. Ladies and gentlemen, yes, shout out to Melissa. Happy 316 day for sure. And 316 all started with that promo from King of the Ring 1996 because Stone Cold Steve Austin cut one of the most historic promos in not only professional wrestling, but in his career because he had the famous line where he says about uh, Jake the Snake Roberts, who was a recovering alcoholic at the time, he had the famous lines. And he, by the way, Jake the Snake, you know, turned his life over to God and got very religious at this time. Stone Cold Steve Austin mocked him while Jake the Snake was being held back to the backstage area in this promo by saying, you know, you, you sit there and you thump your Bible and you say your prayers and it didn't get you anywhere. Talk about your Psalms. Talk about John 316. Austin 316 says, I just whipped your ass. Now. When he said that, the face on Doc Hendricks was, ladies and gentlemen, that is one of the most historic moments in WWE history. Just because of the fact that that was the first time that Stone Cold Steve Austin planted his flag into the ground as a star. Stone Cold Steve Austin, who came into the WWF as the ringmaster, Stone Cold Steve Austin, who was, you know, being managed by. Ted DiBiase and was the million dollar champion really wasn't anything too special. Steve Austin, who is coming right off of a run in ECW where he cut the promos that you would 
here in the future out of the future Stone Cold was tamed and handcuffed as the ringmaster. He didn't even have a promo. He, he didn't even open his mouth. You had Ted DiBiase as his mouthpiece. And when Stone Cold Steve Austin cut that promo at King of the Ring 1996, it showed that this man is going to be a fucking player in the WWF. And he laid the challenge. He said it doesn't matter who it is, whether it's Bret the Hitman Hart, The Undertaker, whether it's the pretty boy Shawn Michaels. They're all on the list, and that's Stone Cold Steve Austin's list, and he's fixing to whip, open up a can of whoop-ass on all of them, and that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Classic. Fucking historic. Historic. Let's see what Devin has to say here. Happened three, happy 316 day. One of my favorite moments, Stone Cold Steve Austin passing out to the sharpshooter against Bret Hart, which is exactly where we're going to next. Devin is like, you read my mind. Because after a couple months of Stone Cold Steve Austin continuing to build his name in the WWF after the King of the Ring, you know, the WWF, they're, they're, now they tell the story of, you know, after he cut the promo, after he said Austin 316 said, I just whipped your ass. Next night on Raw, everyone had a 316 sign. That's not true. That wasn't what happened. What happened was Stone Cold Steve Austin was still building up to be that guy that everybody fell in love with. He was still looked at as a heel. He was still being booed. Actually, people booed when Stone Cold cut that promo. I don't think people really knew the significance of what he just said and what he just did. So a couple weeks later on Raw, he finally starts to ascend up into that main event level when he decided to set his sights on Bret the Hitman Hart, who, by the way, was not seen since WrestleMania 12. Bret Hart, after losing to Shawn Michaels in the Iron Man match at WrestleMania 12, he wasn't seen. He, he felt that WWE turned their back on him. He felt that he was screwed. He felt that after all the blood, sweat, and tears that he put and gave to the WWF, the WWF turned their back on him when they endorsed Shawn Michaels as the next top guy. And to Stone Cold, all this was a bunch of boo-hoo, woe is me, get your ass back into the ring if you want to be considered the man. Because right now, if you're not here, Stone Cold Steve Austin is going to take over that spot. So we had promos and vignettes of Stone Cold Steve Austin calling out the Hitman. And we didn't see the Hitman for months since WrestleMania 12. We're still building, 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 building. And finally, we get a response. Finally, after Stone Cold week in and week out called out Brett the Hitman Hart, calling him names like, you know, the, the crybaby with the pink hearts. He, he said that if you put the letter S in front of Hitman, you have his opinion of Bret Hart. He said, after all this, if Bret Hart does not show up to Survivor Series 1996 in Madison Square Garden to face him one-on-one -on -one in the squared circle, then Bret Hart proves that he is nothing but a quitter. Bret Hart answers the challenge. And at Survivor Series 1996, New York City, Madison Square Garden, Stone Cold Steve Austin and Bret the Hitman Hart went one-on-one -on -one for the first time. And it was an absolute classic. But it wasn't anywhere as good as what we were going to get. And that's why not many people talk about the Survivor Series match between Stone Cold and Bret Hart. We covered a lot of these matches also on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast's archives. So make sure you go to the archives and check out when I talked about Brett and Austin at Survivor Series 96. Make sure you check out, especially when I talked about WrestleMania 13, because Brett the Hitman Hart just escaped Stone Cold Steve Austin's 
million dollar clutch and rolled him up for a pin to get the victory at Survivor Series, which led to Stone Cold Steve Boston doubling down and making Bret Hart's life a living hell until Bret Hart faced him in a rematch. And that rematch was going to take place at WrestleMania 13. But let's set the table. Bret the Hitman Hart was the world champion going into In Your House Final Four, which it was, which was a fatal four-way matchup between The Undertaker, Bret Hart, Stone Cold, and Vader. The winner of that matchup was going to be going against Psycho Sid at WrestleMania 13. Bret Hart almost won that matchup, but due to Stone Cold Steve Austin, who was eliminated early on in the matchup, coming back out and hitting Bret Hart with the steel chair, leading to The Undertaker getting the victory and becoming the new WWF champion, Bret the Hitman Hart now was pushed for the final time, and he finally accepted to face Stone Cold Steve Austin one-on-one one more time. And this was at WrestleMania 13. He said, though, if he faces Stone Cold Steve Austin again, it's going to be the ultimate humiliation because he's going to make Stone Cold Steve Austin submit. It was going to be a submission matchup. And who better than the world's most dangerous man, Ken Shamrock, from the UFC to be the special guest referee for this submission matchup? This was an absolute classic. As Devin just said, his favorite Stone Cold moment was him passing out to the sharpshooter. Stone Cold Steve Austin, in every Stone Cold highlight reel, you will forever see that moment when Stone Cold Steve Austin was a bloody mess in the sharpshooter and never gave up. Bigger was the story of the double turn because Bret the Hitman Hart walked into this show as the babyface and Stone Cold as the clear-cut heel. And after this matchup, the fans had no other choice but to show their respect for Stone Cold Steve Austin and boo Bret Hart when Bret Hart then came out the next night on Raw and talked about how Stone Cold Steve Austin quit. He heard him quit and nobody's on his level. Screw Stone Cold and screw America who will be, who, who praises a guy like Stone Cold Steve Austin, a cheater, a guy who is, you know, anti-establishment, counterculture. How could you boo? How could you boo me when I'm following the rules? How could you boo me when I come in night in and night out and wrestle for you guys and you cheer Stone Cold Steve Austin, who's flipping people off and cussing on TV? This was the moment that made Stone Cold Steve Austin a star. And Stone Cold Steve Austin was a huge star leading into a feud with not only Bret Hart, but the rest of the Hart Foundation, which led to a matchup at SummerSlam 1996, where Stone Cold Steve Austin broke his neck when Owen Hart hit him with a devastating pile driver. It was during this time where Stone Cold Steve Austin was away from the ring after the broken neck that Steve Austin really started to become more of the character. This is where the crowd really started to become Austin 316 fanatics. And then you saw millions of signs on Raw with that Austin 316 logo with Stone Cold Steve Austin, Austin 316 merchandise, shirts, hats, apparel. Steve Austin became a megastar and he wasn't even wrestling in the ring. Week in and week out, he showed up to the show with a broken neck. He cut a promo talking about how he was going to heal up and get his revenge on Owen Hart. And he then laid somebody out with the Stone Cold Stunner. No matter who it was, if Stone Cold was on Raw, somebody was getting laid out with the Stone Cold Stunner. And in September 1997, Monday Night Raw was in Madison Square Garden for the first time ever. A show that I actually was at as a three-year-old. 
Shout out to moms and pops for bringing me to Monday Night Raw at three years old because it was probably the most iconic moment up until this point for Monday Night Raw. Because a guy who was on commentary and really wasn't, you know, promoting himself as the owner of the company was Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon comes out. Well, let's set this up. Owen Hart has a matchup against Ahmed Johnson. No, it was Owen Hart versus, yeah, Ahmed Johnson leading it to King of the Ring 1997. Where Stone Cold Steve Austin comes out, screws Ahmed Johnson because he wants Owen Hart to be the king of the ring. He wants Owen Hart to continue to hold that IC championship. He wants Owen Hart to win all the matches because Stone Cold is on his way back. And he says he wants to take that title, the Intercontinental title back from Owen Hart. And when he gets his ultimate revenge, he wants it to be sweet. He wants Owen Hart to lose everything when he does. So Stone Cold Steve Austin takes out Owen Hart. Only thing is, Stone Cold Steve Austin was unaware that Owen Hart had a restraining order on Stone Cold. So, the cops jump into the ring and they try to arrest Stone Cold Steve Austin. It was at this point where Vince McMahon comes into the ring out of the commentary booth and he tries to stop Stone Cold Steve Austin from being arrested. And he says, Austin, we all care about you. you you're, you're, not, you're not clear to compete. You have a broken neck. We all care about you. You need to learn to work within the system. And Stone Cold Steve Austin says, you know, I appreciate the fact that you and the WWF care. But I also appreciate the fact that, hell, you could kiss my ass. And for the first time ever, Vince McMahon took his first bump when he got Stone Cold stunnered by Steve Austin in Madison Square Garden. That crowd erupted. It wasn't quite the start of the Austin versus McMahon feud, but it really led Austin into transcending levels. Let's fast forward a little bit. Stone Cold, he, he he becomes the Intercontinental Champion again when he finally comes back from his injury and beats Owen Hart at a Royal Rumble. Stone Cold wins the Royal Rumble matchup in 1997, leading to a matchup with Shawn Michaels. At No, no, he wins the Royal Rumble in 1998. He also won the Royal Rumble in 1997. So that's another thing. Stone Cold Steve Austin was the only man to win the Royal Rumble three times. You know, we have a lot of two-timers. We have Triple H, who won it twice. We have Shawn Michaels, who won it two years in a row. Shout out to that. We have Randy Orton, John Cena, The Rock. Well, no, The Rock won it once. We have Randy Orton, John Cena. We have, um, who else? Edge. Edge won it twice. But Stone Cold Steve Austin, unprecedentedly, won it three times. Fucking legend, yo. But anyway, fast forward, 1998 is when the Austin-McMahon feud really started to heat up. Austin and McMahon was the premier feud in the WWF and in professional wrestling. You had the ultimate heel in Vince McMahon as the boss that everybody hates and the common man in Stone Cold Steve Austin as the ultimate babyface. You know, we had Vince McMahon step into the ring with Austin. This lasted years. And it's still going on today. I mean, if you look at WrestleMania last year, Vince McMahon stepped into the ring and got stunned by Steve Austin at WrestleMania 38. Steve Austin and McMahon had probably the biggest and most, you know, I would say intricate feud that led to a lot of new key players being brought in. It led to The Rock versus Stone Cold. It led to McMahon versus bringing in Dude Love versus Stone Cold. It led to Undertaker in the Ministry versus Stone Cold. It led to Stone Cold versus The Big Show and Big Show making his debut. The Austin McMahon feud had so many different branches that 
sprawled out because of this feud. But I mentioned before Austin and The Rock. WrestleMania 15. WrestleMania 17. WrestleMania 19. Three huge WrestleMania matches where the two top faces of the Attitude Era went one-on-one on the grandest stage of them all. Stone Cold versus The Rock may be, I would say, right under Austin versus McMahon. But as an in-ring, Stone Cold versus The Rock is what really you could say, personify the Attitude Error. You had the two biggest box office attractions in WWE history. Stone Cold and The Rock. Two biggest merch sellers colliding. I don't think that we will ever see two bigger stars than Stone Cold and The Rock on the same roster at the same time. Yes, we had our Ortons and Cena's. We have our Romans and John Cena's. We have our Romans and Brock Lesnar's. But who was bigger than Austin and The Rock from 1998 to to 2000? I would say nobody. And then on top of that, we had other iconic moments during all this too. Iconic moments like Stone Cold Steve Austin flipping off Iron Mike Tyson and leading to Mike Tyson and Stone Cold getting a pull apart. One of the most iconic moments on Raw history was Iron Mike Tyson coming to WWE and Stone Cold Steve Austin picking a fight with the world's most dangerous man. Stone Cold Steve Austin winning the world title for the first time against Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 14. The Austin era has begun, said JR. Stone Cold! Stone Cold! You know what I mean? You had iconic moments like the, the beer truck when he drove a beer truck to the ring and fucking hosed down the whole fucking corporation. This is why Stone Cold Steve Austin was a trendsetter. It wasn't just what he did in the ring. It was the storylines. It was the character. It was the moments. And that is what pro wrestling is all about. And I feel like if anybody personified what pro wrestling is all about, character, story, moments, things that you're going to tell your grandkids about, Stone Cold Steve Austin's your guy. Let's fast forward a little bit more. 2001. The, the, the babyface turn was starting to get, you know, a little stale. Stone Cold Steve Austin was on top for four years at this point, And still, you know, the, the guy that everybody cheered, WrestleMania 17 against The Rock, he turns heel. He joins Vince McMahon. The, the, the ultimate storyline was Austin versus McMahon. And here at WrestleMania 17, we've seen them shaking hands and standing over the dead body of The Rock. This led to the two-man power trip, Stone Cold and Triple H which is where we're talking, you know, this is where we are in the timeline now on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast every Monday. We're talking about the two-man power trip. Make sure you tune in to this Monday where we will be talking about Backlash 2001 where the two-man power trip goes against Undertaker and Kane for all the gold. The tag team champions, the IC champion, and the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Don't want to miss out on that. Tune in on Monday. But right now we're going to go even further than that. Triple H gets injured. He tears his quad. We see Stone Cold Steve Austin go even deeper into the heel persona. We have the invasion angle where WCW and ECW invades the WWF. Stone Cold Steve Austin becomes the leader of the Alliance. More heel shit. No, we had a very, I would say, lackluster Steve Austin from 2002 where Stone Cold faced the NWO and Scott Hall at WrestleMania 18. But then in 2003, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Rock. That was the last matchup of Stone Cold Steve Austin, the retirement matchup, the matchup that we thought we would see Stone Cold just right off into the sunset. The Rock finally gets his victory on Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania 19. What better way to cap off your career? Well, we weren't done. 
yes, Stone Cold Steve Austin made tons of appearances from 2003 all the way to 2022. Tons of appearances. He, he was the referee for a couple big-time drawing WrestleMania matches, like the Battle of the Billionaires, Hair versus Hair, Donald Trump and Bobby Lashley versus Vince McMahon and Umaga. He was the referee for the matchup between Michael Cole and Jerry the King Lawler. But as many times as we saw Stone Cold, you know, whether it was him making appearances, him as a guest GM, him on, you know, as the host of Tough Enough, everybody wanted to see Stone Cold Steve Austin once again in the ring. And we had a long stretch of Stone Cold Steve Austin not wrestling in the ring. 2003 was his last match against The Rock. And in a moment that I never thought I'd see, Stone Cold Steve Austin comes out of retirement. WrestleMania 38, main events night one against Kevin Owens. And can I just say, in a world where wrestlers never retire, but then sometimes come back and are a shell of their former self, Stone Cold Steve Austin looked like a million bucks at WrestleMania 38 against Kevin Owens. Stone Cold Steve Austin was taking bumps on concrete in the crowd, taking suplexes. Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, at first he looked like he was moving a little gingerly, but as that match started to heat up, Stone Cold Steve Austin was heating up as well and started to stop a mud hole in Kevin Owens and walking it dry. It was an amazing moment and an amazing comeback for Stone Cold Steve Austin. And now we're at a point where there's rumors that Stone Cold Steve Austin is being offered matches against the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns. He's getting offered matches against Brock Lesnar. And now there's rumors that Stone Cold Steve Austin may be having a matchup against L.A. Knight. I never thought I'd see a day, like I said, after 2003, after WrestleMania 19, where Stone Cold Steve Austin was wrestling in 2023 against someone like L.A. Knight. That just shows the type of star that Steve Austin is. Whether it is Stone Cold Steve Austin in the ring, whether you're watching him on A&E Legends, whether it's the Broken Skull Sessions on Peacock or the WWE Network, whether it's the, you know... Well, what did he have? He had that show on USA where it was like him on his ranch. And I remember that episode with Charlotte. Like, no matter what Stone Cold Steve Austin does, Stone Cold Steve Austin never tarnished his legacy. Stone Cold Steve Austin still is considered a GOAT. And I believe that he 100% is on the Mount Rushmore for professional wrestling. He's a much bigger star than Hulk Hogan. In my opinion, he was a bigger star than John Cena. Stone Cold Steve Austin was, is, and forever will be the GOAT of the WWE, in my opinion. Happy 316 Day. I just wanted to talk about Steve Austin for about 30 minutes here because, like I said, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, one of my favorite characters and personalities of all time, had the pleasure of meeting him, was fucking starstruck. I don't get starstruck by too many people, but I was absolutely starstruck by Stone Cold Steve Austin. And still to this day, as legends come and go, and I always get on this show and complain how, you know, WWE has so many part-timers and, you know, give your opportunities to the young guys. Stone Cold Steve Austin is the exception to the rule. He could come in at any time and wrestle anybody and stun anybody. And I'm all for it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for checking out the Wrestling DeLorean podcast on 316 for episode 284. Make sure you're here tomorrow for episode 285, where we'll be talking about episode 2. 
of SmackDown, episode two, where it was The Rock teaming up with Mankind to go against Shane McMahon and the new WWF champion, Triple H. You don't want to miss that. Thank you to everybody in the chat. Once again, hit that, throw your ones up, and then hit that subscribe button on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Hit that subscribe button on the Circle of Debate. And make sure you ride with the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. I love you guys. I'll catch you here tomorrow here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. One love. Peace out, y'all.